Amen. When God spoke his word, light came into darkness. When God spoke his word, order came to chaos. When God spoke his word, miracles happened, deliverance happened. And what we're getting ready to hear from the word of God is the seed that's going to open the supernatural for somebody in this place today. Put your hands together. Welcome our evangelist, Brother Miller. That's it. Let's clap our hands to the Lord right now. Let's just be thankful for a minute. Can you give him thanks right now that he woke you up this morning, that he started you on your way, that you made it to the house of God where you can worship him freely. Come on, you're a blessed people this morning. Pat your neighbor on the shoulder. Just tell him, hey, you're blessed. Now pat yourself. Go ahead and tell yourself, hey, I'm blessed. We ought to go ahead and act like we're blessed today. These folks that get up here in the front and go to acting a little bit crazy, they know that they're blessed. Brother Wilson, they know all that God has done for them and they're thankful for it. Praise God. You're blessed today. We're a blessed people. We certainly are. I'm very thankful to have an opportunity to be here at this great church. This is a busy church. This church is busy. But it's not only busy, it's moving forward all the time. A lot of people's busy, but they ain't never getting anything done. But this church is busy. And it's progressing. It's moving forward. And that's possible because there's so many people in here that's got their hands on something. Got your hands on something. You're about the kingdom of God and his business. That's what Jesus said. He said, I'm about my father's business. And I want to give honor to all of you today for all that you do in the kingdom, whether you open the door, whether you get a bottle of water, whether you preach the word. God bless you today. Give yourself a hand clap this morning. I do want to give honor to Brother Vasquez, Sister Vasquez, the bishop and his wife. Could you give them a hand clap? Great leadership. This church. It all starts from the top. The anointing was poured on Aaron's head. It just began to drip down to the body. Amen. You ought to be thankful for your pastor this morning. If you don't have a pastor today, I'm, I want to tell you that you need one. You can't get to heaven without a pastor. The Bible says they're a gift from God. They're a blessing to the body. I give honor to him today. In Jesus' name. Let's just lift our hands for a minute. Could we talk to him? That's it. Get your mind on him right now. If you're in this house today and you're in trouble, you've got a need. If you just get your mind upon him. That's why David said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. He was saying, make the Lord big. Come on, magnify him in your mind. Let's, let's see how big and how great that he is today. He's greater than your trouble this morning. 
He's greater than the adversity that you might be facing. He's, he's greater than the sin you might be living in. His mercy is greater today. Praise the Lord. It'd be real easy this morning, what we felt in here a minute ago, to just shout and preach on victory, and I believe there's folks in here that got it. But I do believe that I've got a word for somebody this morning that is going to pull you out of that place that you are. You have your Bibles today. If you turn to Luke chapter 10, be reading verse 30 through 37. Luke chapter 10, verse 30 through 37. I was praying yesterday in the evangelist quarters, and as I was praying, the Lord brought this to my remembrance, and I got pretty tickled at it. A few years ago, we lost a very, very dear man to me. Brother Jim Anderson called him Papa Jim. He was like a grandpa to me. He passed away, and we mourned over that. He was a man of God. He was faithful to the house of God, faithful in giving, faithful to his pastor, never stood behind the pulpit, never taught Bible study, but he was, he was faithful to God. His, and you see the fruit of it. All three of his girls are in church. Their families are in church. And Papa Jim, he was a little hard of hearing. And one Sunday night, they was all at church, and preacher said, oh, you perfect people. He said, you just keep standing. Well, everybody sit down around Popo Jim, and he just stood there, shoulders back. And if you knew this man, he was very, very humble. He knew without a doubt he wasn't perfect. But old brother Jordan, he looked at him and said, well, hey there, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> About that time, he heard what was said, and he sat down real quick. I'm thankful today that we don't have to be perfect for God to love us. That his mercy is not looking for perfection today. But it's directed towards a need. Thank you, Jesus. Boy, I fear the Lord in here. Thankful for God's mercy that all of us need. No matter if we've been in the church for 50 years or this is our first time walking in, it is the mercy of God, the grace of God that saves you. Luke chapter 10 and verse 30 says, And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, he came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, 
and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto them, Take care of him. Whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among thieves? And he said unto him, He that showeth mercy. Then Jesus said unto him, Go and do likewise. Mercy, by definition, is divine compassion or forbearance, shown especially to an offender or one subject to one's power. Today, God does not look at you through eyes of judgment, but He sees you through the eyes of mercy. I want to preach to you from that title this morning, The Eyes of Mercy. The eyes of mercy. Let's lift our hands all across the house. Could you lift your voice right now? Come on. I know this is a praying church. It's got praying people in it. Could you just lift your voice, pray in the Holy Ghost? Father, I love you so very much. Thank you for your word today that's forever settled in heaven. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that I feel today. God, I speak it upon every heart and every mind. God, that they would receive your word with meekness. God, that it would lift them and edify them. Pray your anointing upon me today that you would, you would give my body strength, God, that I would speak with clarity, that I would transmit faith, that I would say only what you won't say and nothing more. I release the gifts of the Spirit today. Let there be a demonstration of your power and your authority in this house. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask all these things. Let's clap our hands to the Lord this morning. to shout about his mercy right now. I'm thankful that we shout for the victory, but it's okay to shout about his mercy. It's okay to shout about his grace. It's okay to shout about the blood. I said, oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He said, oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other, no other fountain I know. Nothing but the blood. You ought to say it, nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood pulled me out. Nothing but the blood set me free. Nothing but the blood delivered me. All thankful today for the blood of Jesus. I'm thankful today for the mercy that surpasses my understanding. I'm thankful today that he never runs out. I'm thankful today that he's rich in mercy. I'm thankful that he's got a pocket full of mercy. Amen. He's got a bank full. And whatever you need today, God's mercy is here for you. His mercy is here today for you. 
Amen. You may be seated just for a minute. In Jesus' name, if you're going to help me preach, say amen. The eyes of mercy. Proverbs 15 and 3 declares the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. The journey from Jerusalem to Jericho was a dangerous one. As a man or woman would make their way across the Judean desert, the dramatic difference in sea level would rapidly change the environment surrounding them. Jerusalem, which is approximately 2,500 feet above sea level and only 18 short miles would plummet to a startling 825 feet below once entering the city of Jericho. The road this morning was at a constant descent, making the journey both exhausting and life-threatening for anyone willing to travel. The lower that they would go, the more compromising the road would become. The terrain was rocky, it was rough, it was hazardous, often known as the way of blood. Unexpecting travelers would begin to pass by and thieves would hide in the clefts of rocks waiting to rob them of the goods that they might have. The road Satan desires to place individuals on is likened to the one we read about in our text. Proverbs 13 and 15 says, the way of a transgressor is hard. And just as the man left the safety of Jerusalem to take his chances off the beaten path, people daily find themselves in a place where God never desires for them to be. If you're laying in a place of devastation today, God does not desire for you to be there. If you're laying in a place of defeat this morning, it is not the will of God for you to be there. If you're lost out in the world full of sin, without hope, and without promise, it is not the will of God for you to be there. And I want to tell you today that God's mercy can reach down to where you're at and pull you out of the depths of sin that you might be living in. He can reach today and pull you out of that devastating condition that you might be living in. God will not overlook you where you are this morning. God will not just walk by you in the place where you're living at today. But whenever he sets his eyes upon you. That's right, Pastor, thank God. When he laid his eyes upon you. Brother, sister, he didn't see you this morning through eyes of judgment. But he seen you through the eyes of mercy. And I'm thankful for his mercy today. The Bible says that he's plenteous in mercy. Psalm 36 that says that his, his mercy reaches to the heavens and his faithfulness stretches to the clouds. Brother, his mercy can reach to wherever we are. In our text today, the parable that we read was a story of man's fall in the Garden of Eden. The man who fell is the man Adam who fell from paradise down into a world full of sin. When he fell, there was a great fall that took place because the Lord has specifically told him in Genesis chapter two, he said, the day that you eat of the fruit, 
thou shalt surely die. There's going to be a death, Adam, that takes place in your life. And we understand today that it was not a physical death that happened. But there was a spiritual death that took place in the life of that man. That's why today you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. You must be baptized today in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins and be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. For because from the little smallest baby that's born into this world, I know we don't like to say it, but that little baby is born spiritually dead. And it was because of the fall that took place in the life of Adam. He fell among thieves. John 10 and 10 says the thief, the adversary, the devil, you know, he walketh about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. There's an adversary today that desires to take you to hell with him because that's where he's headed. So he wants to rob you of an eternal inheritance of everlasting life. The thief cometh not but to kill, steal, and destroy. He robbed Adam of the glory that he had. He robbed Adam of the possessions that God had given him. He robbed Adam of the authority and the dominion that was placed on him. And he was excluded from paradise. And whenever he fell, he fell among thieves. And as he laid there in the ditch, half dead, spiritually dead, alive in the flesh. Oh, I'm preaching to you this morning. But he was spiritually dead, laying there in the ditch. Has anybody ever been there today, brother? Have you ever been laying in a ditch, spiritually dead, without a chance of restoration and without a chance of hope? There he was laying. And when the priest came walking by, which is a representation of the law, the Bible says that the letter killeth. The law could not redeem man from his fallen state. It didn't have the ability. You know why? Because man couldn't fulfill it. We were not able in ourselves to fulfill the law. So I don't believe this morning that it wasn't the reason that the priest didn't want to go to him and help him. But it's my belief that he did not have the ability to pull him out of the state that he was in. And then here came walking the Levite, which is a representation of the prophet. And the prophet, the prophet seen the condition of humanity. He seen what direction that he was headed. He understood the condition that he was in. But in himself, Though he could see way down the road, 
in Isaiah 9 and 6 that unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. Oh, somebody ought to shout. The government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. See, the prophet seen way down the road that humanity would be redeemed and it would only be by the mercy of God that it would take place. See, mankind's fall didn't catch God off guard. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men and the light shineth in the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, I'm just gonna go ahead, sent from God whose name was John. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Verse 14 says, and the word was made flesh dwelt among us, we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. When you translate word into the Greek, it was the thought. Not the second person in the Godhead of some fictitious trinity. He wasn't talking about the second person that was sitting there behind the Father. Who he was finna send down to humanity to redeem them out of the broken state that he was in. That's not what he's talking about. In the beginning was the thought What was the thought? The thought of redemption. The thought that his mercy was going to reach to the fallen state of humanity and lift them up out of the ditch that they was laying in. God's mercy was from the beginning. And that's the thing before you was ever born. He already understood and knew the places that you was going to walk, the direction that you was going to go. So when he's seen you lying in a ditch, if he sees you in a place of no hope, just like the good Samaritan, who is a representation of Jesus Christ, the Bible says that when he saw him, when he seen his condition, when he recognized what was going on, when he knew he didn't have a chance, the Bible says that he went to him. Brother, that's what I love about this story. The Samaritan didn't make him get up and make his way to him. Ain't that right, Brother Work? He went right down there to him. Where he was at? Come here, brother. See, God goes to where you are today. And when he shows up to the place that you're dwelling, he don't question you about why you're there. He don't ask you 20 questions about why you're in the condition that you're in. Ah, He don't go to begging you and telling you everything that you did wrong. He just loads you up throws you on his beast. He carries you. My God, I feel the Lord. 
God will carry you this morning. If you can't walk, he'll come to where you're at. Because when he walks by you, friend, no matter how bad you've been living, what you've been doing, or what you've got going on, he's not looking at you to judge you. He's not looking at you to curse you. He's not looking at you to throw you away and kick you in the ribs. But he's looking at you through eyes of mercy and he's willing to pick you up. He's willing to reach to where you're at. Brother, when God found me, I didn't come to him. He come to me. God come to you this morning. And I want to tell you, if you're sitting in the house of the Lord, the Bible says that no man cometh unto me unless the Father who sent me draw him. The Spirit of God drew you in here. God reached for you. God wooed you inside of these doors. He looked past the stony heart that you might have. He looked past the mentality that you might have. He looked past the anger that you might be dealing with this morning. He looked past the heartache. He looked past the sin. And whether you know it or not, he's done loaded you up on his beast. And he's getting ready to pour in oil and wine, which is a representation of the Holy Ghost. Friend, if you don't have the Holy Ghost this morning, every dish was speaking in tongues. Peter said, it's joy, it's joy, it's joy, unspeakable and full of glory. He said, it's something that I can't explain. He said, it's something that I can't deny. He said, it's something that I can't live without. I don't even know how to describe it, but I'm just going to tell you that it's joy. It's joy unspeakable. If you don't have any joy today, it might be because you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And God has carried you to the end today. He's brought you before the innkeeper. which is a representation of the pastor. See, he's not just going to bring you, fill you with the Holy Ghost and drop you off, but he's going to leave you with a man of God. He's going to leave you with a pastor that's going to direct you and lead you and help you and encourage you and keep you from falling away. See, when he brought the Samaritan to the end, when the Samaritan brought the certain man to the end, the Bible says that he paid his debt. Brother, when God found me, I didn't have no money. I didn't have two pennies to rub together. But he wasn't focused upon how much money I had. God ain't worried about this morning what you can afford or what you can buy. Friend, you can't buy your way into heaven. You can't pay your way into heaven. You can't pay God enough money to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, the debt on your life was paid at Calvary. The debt on your sin was paid at Calvary. Your redemption this morning Somebody ought to shout for a minute. If you've been washed in the blood, if you've been pulled out of darkness into his marvelous light, you ought to rejoice for a second. I said you ought to shout for a minute. You ought to get out of the aisle and recognize if it had not been for his mercy, 
who remembered us in our lowest state. For his mercy endureth forever. Who redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. For his mercy endureth forever. Give thanks to the Lord of Lords. For his mercy endureth forever. Give thanks to the King of Kings. For his mercy endureth forever. What I couldn't purchase. What I couldn't pay for. When there was a law that humanity couldn't fulfill. I said, I've got the second Adam on the way. I've got a man coming by the name of Jesus Christ who's able to redeem humanity from the place and the hell. Ain't that right, little brother? That they fell into. It ain't nothing but the mercy of God. Ah! From the front to the back, brother Marshall. It ain't nothing but God's mercy. It's the mercy of God today. The Lord's mercy, the scripture says, are new every morning. If you failed yesterday, brother, that's good news because his mercy is reaching to where we're at this morning. If you messed up yesterday and you lived wrong, you said the wrong thing, and you did the wrong thing, that's okay. God's mercy is new today. If you've never acknowledged him today as your Lord and Savior, God's mercy this morning is reaching for you. That's right. I'm going to stay right here for a minute. God's mercy is reaching for you. Come on, God's mercy is talking to you today. It's because I, God laid his eyes upon you. The Bible says that you're the apple of his eye. That's how God sees you. God don't see you as a castaway. God don't see you as a throwaway. God sees you through eyes of mercy, sister. God sees you as a broken vessel that he's willing to redeem from that fallen place that you might be living in. Come on, his hands extended in mercy. The Holy Ghost is here right now. The Holy Ghost is here right now and it's looking for a vessel who will turn, who will repent, who will lift their hands to him and just begin to speak to him. Who will say, I need the joy of the Lord in my life. I need strength. I need salvation most importantly. That's right. Come on, it don't matter where you're at. It don't matter if you walked away. It don't matter if you was raised in the house and then turned your back on him when you got older. You hear this picture this morning. God's mercy is reaching for you today. You don't have to walk out of here the same way that you come in. You don't have to walk out of here dealing with them same problems and them same situations. In a moment of time, God can turn it all around. In a moment of God, God can, God can perform a miracle in your life. He's a miracle working God. I see it. Lift your hands. Come on. Somebody engage. Come on. The waters is being troubled right now. The waters is troubled right now. 
Brother, come help me out. Come on, I got some more word to preach. The water's just troubled. Come on, Rokotemo Sataya. Come on, some of you just laying on the porch this morning. Some of you just laying there broke. Come on, some of you laying on the porch, Bethesda. John chapter 5, Bethesda means the house of mercy. And it was on that porch. It was on the porch of the house of mercy. See, they never even made it in the house this morning. You're a step ahead of them. If you're in the house this morning, you're a step ahead of them, brother. And as they laid there at the house of mercy, the Bible says that there were many that were halt, lame, blind, and withered. And they was waiting for the moving of the water. Go ahead and play, brother. For at a certain season, at a certain season, an angel would come. You might have came in here this morning in a season of bitterness. season of brokenness in a season of the unknown season of discouragement season of your health failing see these folks brother Danny it was just in a certain season that they would wait and the angel of the Lord would come and he would begin to trouble the water. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, there's angels here right now. And the waters is troubled. That's it, the waters are troubled. The waters are troubled. Can you see them this morning? The waters are troubled. You don't have to leave here the way you came. The waters are troubled. There's healing that's available. It might not be physical healing this morning, but God can take care of that too. It might be emotional healing that you're dealing with. It might be depression that you can't seem to get rid of. It might be a broken home. It might be a mistake that you've made and you feel like you're all by yourself. Come on, God's talking to people. The waters are troubled. And you don't have to be the first one that gets in. You don't have to be the first individual that makes your way into the troubled water. Because these Holy Ghost waters that I'm talking about can meet every need in the house. Every individual can receive what they need this morning because the angels have troubled the water and the Spirit of the living God is moving and His mercies reach into where you are today. Brother Miller, I've been in this place for too long. Bishop, that's the biggest lie from hell. 
I've been dealing with this for too long. It's been like this for way too long. I wasn't born in the church. I've been like this all my life. I got out of church. I've been backslid. I've been living wrong. Brother Miller, I come to church every time the doors are open and I can't seem to shake what I'm dealing with. I've been this time in a, this way for a long time. See, the Bible says whenever that the Lord saw that man with the infirmity for 38 years. Brother, that's a long time. Everybody just lift your hands right now. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your voice for a minute. Come on, pray for a minute. Lift your voice. Come on, God's mercy is here. God's mercy is here. Sister, lift your hands. Sister, lift your hands. Let me pray for you. Is that okay? But you just, but you don't even have to stand up, sister, if you don't want to. I want everybody praying right now. Come on, everybody praying. I see it. Spirit of God's drawing you here, sister. There's a change. You're not by yourself. You hear me this morning? You're not by yourself. That's a lie from hell. God's mercy is reaching to where you're at. Come on, that's it. That's it. Today, there's a change. Today is going to be different. Today, God's mercy is just to turn something around. I bind the spirit of worry today that would come against my sister. That's it. That's all right. You're not by yourself. That's a word from God, sister. That's something you've been dealing with every day. You feel like you're by yourself. Well, I'm prophesying to you right now that you are not by yourself, that God is going to help you through this season, that he's going to show up in a mighty way. He's going to show up in a mighty way. But there's a turning that you're making right now. That's it, because he loaded you up this morning. He loaded you up on his beast and now he's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. That's it. There's a heavenly language that God wants to speak right now. Condor, that's it. Go ahead. That's the Holy Ghost. That's it. That's the Holy Ghost, sister. That's it. Go ahead. That's the Holy Ghost. Let me get some sisters over here. Sister Word, come help me out. That's it. Everybody praying right now. Come on, everybody moving. If you're a minister, let God lead you. If you're a minister here this morning, come on, she already received the Holy Ghost. But there's fulfillment here today. Come on. I've been in that place for a long time. I've been dealing with this for a long time. 
God can get to where you are today. God can pull you out. God can deliver you from any situation that you're dealing with. I see it. Come on, let the Holy Ghost lead you. Come on, Ed. You're all over the house. If you're a part of the body, just let the Holy Ghost lead you. Come on, there's mercy here today. There's restoration here right now. There's hope today for the broken. There's hope today for the wounded. There's hope today for the oppressed. Come on, whatever the need is this morning. Whatever the need is this morning. Holy Ghost is here. The comfort is here, brother. The comfort is here. I see it, everybody praying. Come on, God's mercy's reaching today. God's mercy's talking today. Sister, can I speak to you? Would you lift your hands? Sister, I see an altercation. Very recent, just happened. Yeah. That's it, sister. There's a, there's a change coming in your home. You hear me right now. It's coming in your home. Been fighting hell day in and day out. I'm telling you that about that altercation because I want you to know that God's seen it. Okay? God's seen. Condoreto mosataya. Mercy of God. God's mercy. Come on, God's mercy's here. Come on, let the Lord use you this morning. Come on. Let the Lord use you this morning. God's mercy's reaching. His mercy's willing to turn things around in your life. First Peter said, His mercy is abundant. Isaiah 55 says, His mercy is sure. Lift your hands, brother. Kilo Boreto Mosataya. Eco Doreto Mosataya. That's it, friend. You stepped into the troubled waters this morning. That's the Holy Ghost that you already feel, okay? I want everybody praying right now. 
Pray loud in here. Pray loud. Kilo Boreto Mosataya, Kilo Boreto Mosataya, and Derekete Moroto. Coming all the way home, sister. That's right. That's it. That's it. Come on. The mercy of God. It's the mercies of God. That's right. Go ahead. That's right. Come on, people's praying through, people's receiving the Holy Ghost. Let me get Brother Marshall come lay hands on his back. Y'all come on over here and pray, fellas. Come on, we're going to pray in faith. When I, they, I'm going to lay my hand on your head and the pain in your back's fixing to leave. And God's fixing to strengthen your body, okay? You're going to have strength when you get up in the morning. It's like you haven't had. You're going to have strength in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the authority of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost. I speak strength right now. I prophesy strength in my brother's body. And I take dominion right now over every ailment in the back. I curse the pain. I tell it to leave in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
the authority of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost. I curse it in Jesus' name. I release healing right now. Sotorete moketo roto bondaya. Kondeoso toreto bondaya. In the name of the Lord Jesus, pray the authority of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost. I tell the rest of it to leave right now. I dismiss you in the name of Jesus. I command the pain to leave. I command the disc to go back. That's it. The rest of it's gone right now. In Jesus' name. The rest of it's gone right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. Yeah. Praise God. said, everybody just continue to pray. Mama, can I pray for you? Is that all right? Worry. Worry. Worry is going to come off. Yes, ma'am. In Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord. God, I take authority right now over that. I take authority over worry in my sister's life. God, they would try to come against your mind. I take dominion over it. I bind it right now. I loose peace that surpasses all understanding upon my sister. Take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow will take thought of itself. That's it. Come on, if God takes care of the sparrows, we know he's going to take care of us, sister. I take authority over worry today.
That's it. I want to, let me, let me just say this right here. Jesus, when he walked by that man with the infirmity for, for 38 years, he asked him a question. He asked him a question. He said, wilt thou be made whole? He left it up to him. See, that man had come to a point, he, he wasn't waiting on anybody. He wasn't waiting on God. But God was waiting on him. God was waiting on him. And God's asking that question in this house this morning. Wilt thou be made whole? It's up to you. Do you want what God has for you today? They, some of us have responded and we've received, but there's others in here this morning and you have yet to obtain what God has for you right now. See, the man... Brother Blackard, he began to give all kinds of excuses on why it couldn't happen. He was trying to talk himself out of the miracle that was just to be performed. Don't talk yourself out of what God has for you today. Don't let the reason that you've been that way for so long or you've been dealing with this for this amount of time, don't let your mind talk you out of what God has for you. Wilt thou be made whole? Wilt thou be made whole? The scripture says that immediately After he had said everything contrary to what God was wanting to do, Jesus spoke to him. And he said, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. I feel that's a word from God right now to a couple of individuals, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. If you don't want to lay, be in that same state when you walk out of here in a minute, you'll have to rise up and walk away from it. You'll have to turn your back on that situation. Say, I'm not going to be a part of that anymore. I'm not going to let that be a part of me anymore. I deny this, this depression to be a part of my life. I deny this, this, this thing that's hindered my health 
I deny this sickness to be a part of me anymore. I'm taking up my bed and I'm walking away. See, we can get so comfortable in a, in a state or in a condition that we just make our bed and lay there. It don't matter what the Lord says. It don't matter what the preacher says. It don't matter how much Holy Ghost we feel. We make our bed. We nestle in. And we say, I'm just going to live right here. Don't get comfortable this morning. Don't accept that condition in your life. Don't accept defeat this morning. Take up your bed and walk away. Sister, can I pray for you? Sister, come on down here and lay your hands on her. That's it. Come on. The God, God has pulled you out of too much. Sister, to turn his back on you. God's delivered you out of too much. Yeah, to leave you in the present state that you're in. That's right. Yeah, don't let hell lie to you. Say this is the way it's always going to be because I'm speaking contrary to that. In the name of the Lord, I see things in your life that you're trying to put back together. Yeah. There's things in your life that you're trying to put back together and it looks like a puzzle in front of you. Looks like a puzzle. And you're trying to make pieces fit. It seems like they don't want to go together. Trying to squeeze them together. But I want to tell you right now that if you'll just submit that to the Lord, if you'll just submit it to Him, God will take the broken pieces in your life and he'll make pieces fit that you can't make fit. See, that's where a lot of discouragement's coming from in your life. Yeah, that's where a lot of discouragement's coming from. That's right. There's some things and people that God's going to break away from you that are for your benefit and are for your good. Kila borreto mosataye. That's it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Receive what the Lord's speaking to you. Receive what He wants to do today. That's it.
Sister, God's going to give you strength to overcome the hurdle that's in front of you. There's an obstacle that's in front of you and it keeps tripping you, keeps knocking you down, but God's going to give you strength to overcome it. God's going to give you strength to overcome it. You hear me right now? You are more than an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. In the name of the Lord Jesus, that's it. You're going to come over the top of As I say, say to the mountain, you need to start speaking. You need to start speaking to that mountain, saying you need to get out of the way. I remove you from my life. I bind you in the name of the Lord. That's it. Say to the mountain. That's it. From this day forward. That's right. From this day forward. Come on. Come on. The, the waters is troubled. Revival is here. Mercy is reaching. Mercy's reaching today. So te mosale correto. I perre te mosanda ye. I corre bonda ye soto. Catarabare que te mosata ya. Come on, somebody pray with me right now. Somebody tear down the strongholds. Somebody tear down the individual's walls that's living in captivity. Somebody go to speaking against the things of the enemy. Somebody go to binding the hand of the enemy in individuals' lives. Somebody ought to start loosing heaven in this place. Come on, I loose the kingdom in here. I loose healing in here. I loose deliverance in here. I loose angels to begin to minister. Come on, be thankful for his mercy. Be thankful that he pulled you out. Be thankful that he brought you out of the miry clay. That he set your feet on a rock. You ought to give him praise right now. You ought to worship him right now. You ought to be thankful right now. For his mercy endureth forever. Come on, it's happening right now. It's happening right now. That's it, everybody keep praying. Lay your pray for pray for somebody. Lay your hands on them. Just if you don't know what to pray, pray in the Holy Ghost. That's the thing the Holy Ghost won't miss. If you just pray in the Holy Ghost, the will of God will get spoken over them. Come on, you need to start declaring the word over your brother. Declare the word over your sister. Say you're gonna have victory. You're coming out of this thing. I prophesy life to you. Come on, speak. Open your mouth all across the house. 
right now.
Come on, somebody shout that name. Somebody shout the name. Somebody shout the name. Come on, somebody shout the name. Jesus. 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 Come on, hell's got to leave when you shout that name. Principalities are destroyed when you shout the name. It's the name above every name. It's the only name by which men are saved. It's the name of Jesus. Praise God. Let's rejoice in it for a minute. What a work's been done around here today. Uh, people getting the Holy Ghost, folks getting healed in the house. People's lives being turned around. Lives being restored. We got a reason to be excited. Amen. And I know God's just going to continue tonight what he started this morning. We in revival, friend. Somebody get excited with me. We in revival. Let the saints of the Lord say so. We in revival. Come on, shout to him in Jesus' name. If you're happy to know it, say amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Remember, uh, remember, I know some have probably already gone out, but remember the youth fundraiser in just a few moments uh, to go out there and uh, help these young people go to National Youth Convention. And uh, you can be seated for a minute. We're going to do a baby dedication right now. And uh, we are certainly thankful. And uh, I want the family of Kingston... Terrell Johnson to make their way forward. Any of the family that would like to come, you're more than welcome to come. I might ask those of you that are, while they're coming up, uh, to continue to pray for my daughter Ellie. She's sick, and we got a lot of people that have been sick this week, and uh, we want to believe God to touch them in Jesus' name. Amen. Isn't Kingston a happy, a happy and a uh, and a handsome young man? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm excited. I love baby dedications. I think about as much as I love anything. On my scale of favorite things to do, baby dedications are up here at the highest. Weddings are at the lowest. But you can't do that one without the other. So there you go. But I am excited today to be able to dedicate... Kingston Terrell Johnson, born February the 10th of 2022 to Keandra Johnson and to Andrew Beverly, grandparents, Brother Jack and Sister Cindy Bernithi, and also Gary and Elnora Beverly. We're so glad to have you all with us today. Amen. And I've watched this baby grow over the last few months. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about what the Lord has in store for this baby's life. The Bible tells us in Deuteronomy chapter number 6 and verses number 6 and 7. These words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them 
diligently unto thy children and shall talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. This is a commandment of God for parents that we should diligently rear our children in our most holy faith. And in obedience to this command, these parents bring this child today to present him to the Lord. And he is he has given me the stare down. Hey, buddy. He wants to make sure I do this right. In the Bible, we find the precedent for this ceremony. In 1 Samuel chapter number 1, verses 27 and 28, Hannah brought Samuel, her son, to the Lord, and this is what she said. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I have asked of him. Therefore also, I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And the Bible said they worshiped the Lord there. If you notice, they prayed and God responded. And when God responded, they responded back. This child is a gift from God. And the proper response is for us to give his life to the Lord. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2 and verse 22 that they that Mary and Joseph brought Christ to the temple and presented him. And Paul reminded Timothy that from a child his mother and grandmother had taught him the scriptures. Jesus said Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. For of such is the kingdom of God. And so we come to do something biblical today. We come to present this child to the Lord. The Bible likens children to arrows. Arrows can't aim themselves. Arrows must be aimed. And they go in the direction in which they're aimed. And so these parents, to rightly understand what we're doing right now, mom and dad, what you're doing is aiming this child towards the Lord. And so this ceremony is meaningless. It's just a religious ritual. Unless you, the parents, and you, the family, Make it your intention to raise this child to know the Lord. So really, a baby dedication is a parent's dedication. The Bible said, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Mom and Dad, I give you a promise from the Word of God today. It's found in Proverbs 22 and 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And so, Keandra and Andrew, if it's your intention today to present Kingston 
Terrell Johnson to the Lord and to pledge yourselves to bring him up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, please answer we do to the following promises. Do you here on this day recognize that Kingston is a gift from God and give heartfelt thanks for this blessing? Do you here on this day dedicate this child to the Lord who gave him to you? Do you here on this day promise to give this child every possible benefit of home, school, and church and to protect and provide for him? Do you here on this day ask God's blessing upon his life to guide, guard, and direct him through all of his years? These last two are the most important. Do you promise to always raise this child in the truth of God's holy word, putting the Lord first in all matters? And finally, do you promise to live an example of faithfulness, holiness, and virtue before this child in such a way that your words and actions do not conflict? Amen. Upon your promises, I'm going to do what the Bible says that the, the priest would do. He would bless the children. Bishop Wilson, you want to come help me pray? Church, if you'll stand. politician years ago said it takes a village to raise a child and uh, I disagree I believe it takes a church to raise a child amen you think he'll let me hold him I guess I'm bigger he might not have Amen. Say amen. <laughs> I guess he's not ready to preach just yet. Amen. Isn't he a handsome young man? Take Sergio, take a picture. I, got, I, I get pictures, selfies with me and all the babies I dedicate. And if I ever get arrested, you have to tell the cops why I got so many pictures of me and babies. Oh, my. <laughs> on my roll. Amen. Amen. One more time, give his family a great hand. Don't forget the youth fundraiser. God bless you in Jesus' name.